0: You got the shell. shell, shell, shell.
1: Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show.
2: This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on one hundred point five ESPN.
3: I think you look not just at coaches who are available in the marketplace, but Milwaukee's in a position where maybe they can wait on some coaches who are technically not available. See how these playoffs
0: play out.
2: Broadcasting live from the ESPN Madison studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge.
0: That uh, top-of-the-hour sports center from Wollersheim, kind of like the Brewers' season, started off <laughs> fine. has been faltering down the stretch there. I don't know if you heard that, Alex Strofe. You do hear Matt Hamilton's laugh coming through. A groggy <laughs> laugh from sleepy Matt Hamilton. Yeah, nappy boy. We'll call you sleepy Matt from now on.
1: I think that's an appropriate name,
0: to be honest, especially when I'm
1: curling. Because all I want to do is sleep or curl. That's all I'm doing out on the road.
0: I worry, Alex Strofe, we're going to have to adjust Matt Hamilton's <laughs> sleep schedule because he seems to have missed all the shows this week because he needed nappy time.
3: Yeah, what the hell's up with that?
1: I'm working. <laughs> no, you're not. You're the, sleeping. The rest of us work too and don't nap.
3: Man, okay, it's, my,
1: it's slightly more athletic than the job that you and Alex have been doing, so I felt like my 2-hour game deserved a nap. Let's not
3: to. be let's not be wrong here. Curling, you don't need to be an athlete to be a curler. No, you should slightly. It, it certainly helps. Athletic.
1: I said slightly more athletic than a radio host.
3: Okay, well then, I guess I'll give you that. Uh, Good to hear your voice, Matt, but uh, I got to know what the hell happened yesterday. So, you were going to do the show, and then you you told Jim and I that the whole team is going to take a nap together, which we'll get to that in a second. No. But then right... Okay. Then like a pile of cats, then then, Team then, Schuster. Right, right. We reported yes. it and
0: everything. Like, it's it's out there to uh, the, Olympic media. Yeah, and it team is. Team Schuster naps together.
3: It's very it's good team bonding. Yeah. And then... and then, Perfect. And then we texted you just minutes ago, before the show, and you said, I'm the only one that likes to nap on the team. So what is the truth? What happened yesterday, and why weren't you working
0: with also, us? Do you have mono? Are you healthy? Are you okay?
1: Yeah. Why? Okay. It's a lot of napping. It's a lot. Okay. Uh, it's more of a... Um You know, like when you get into when you play sports, and especially at like this level, there's just like a routine you like to go through. Like I like to eat a certain time before the game, and after I eat, I like to nap after that, and then go play. So I have some time to digest and you know feel rested and ready to go. And yeah, I just uh, I just have a routine that I like to follow, and a nap follows a meal, and that's prior to a game. You (laughs) are how I roll. I love you. What if I told you you I ate and then took a nap and then showed up to work? Because I treat it just like I treat a curling mat. I
0: I believe you that's probably what happens.
1: (laughs) Because that is truthfully what happens... Three days a week, is I will wake up, do some chores, take a nap, and then go to work. God, you you are pulling life. back
0: the curtain in any like when you think about Olympic athletes. You think of like Rocky. Like if there was a training montage of Matt Hamilton, God. it's him doing It'd be some... like me
1: <laughs> swiffering, the, and then me like mowing the lawn or shoveling the driveway, and then taking a nap for like well, you an need hour to take and take a nap half before I go to work. Matt, I love you,
0: but you are honestly describing a toddler or a baby. <laughs> yeah, schedule. no kidding. You get up, you play yeah. with them for a little he bit. Is you can, such you a get tough him, life. You wear them out. You give them a little food. They take a nap. They get up. They go potty, and then they they go play some more.
1: I just I, I like to think of my energy each day just like a phone battery. Right, <laughs> the second you take it off that charger or wake up, it just you slowly start draining. So I'm just trying to get as close as I can back to 100% prior to radio and prior to my curling match. If,
3: if you're hanging around for a while, I, I'm going to go take a nap right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you probably got about 20 minutes. Oh, you can just
0: around. you can just hop back on the toilet and just share your thoughts from there. What if like I mean? you were earlier? <laughs> Share my thoughts. You were group texting from the office with me in the office, Matt Hamilton, while you're on the potty, correct? Yeah, but nobody needs to know that. Oh, the whole office knows already. Why? Hey now. None of it was that important. You had to be chiming in when you're sitting on a Well what else <laughs> what the hell else am I gonna do? I'm pooping. You don't need to interact with human beings while you're doing that. I'm it. not interacting with human you beings. Are. I'm virtually interacting. No, you are interacting. Texting is interacting. Okay,
3: when you sit on the toilet, you don't go on your phone? I go on my phone. You've never once sent a text message from the toilet.
0: A non non essential text? No, probably not.
3: You're so full of it.
0: What? And w- w- how was that? So you're calling my text non essential? They could have waited <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> you were in there for a while too. Was the thing? Yeah, That's take, why I got annoyed. I take a while because so apparently RBS. everyone's got their own show routine except for me because Joe apparently's got to take a thirty minute pre show. Well, of so the here's, bowels. Here's, here's what happened. So I typically this is Rutledge that- and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains blue. Matt Hamilton, you know what to do.
1: And that's Crush. Some Coors Light. All right. So
3: typically, I take one about, I don't know, 11, 1130, right? That's, that's my daily routine. Okay? <laughs> right. before, lunchtime. Do I don't? Before, before lunchtime. do Before lunchtime.
0: We're just going to work on everyone's and schedule.
3: And today, today... Yeah, I- Today I sat down and I got this horrible, horrible, horrible cramp on my right side. And uh-huh. I thought my appendix burst. I literally did. So I'm in you the bathroom. The gas, buddy? I'm no. No. So I'm in the bathroom swearing like a sailor, and thank God nobody else is in there because my hand was like over the other stall. I was like leaning everywhere. I literally thought my appendix burst. I'm not messing with you right now. Eat and, some oatmeal or some yogurt or something. So buddy. I came into the office and I asked somebody, I'm like, this is gonna be TMI, but do you think my appendix just burst? And he's like, no, dude, you're just dehydrated. Drink some water. No, I think the first thing you said when you came in is, do you guys know where your appendix is located <laughs> in your abdomen? Because you were, like, grabbing around your entire body, being like, what, well, what part right, of me was is my falling right apart? side, which is where the appendix pain, if you have appendicitis, is located. So that's why I was nervous. I was just confirming from smarter people than me.
0: I work with giant man babies. Between Napper and then Alex Strofe, who has to be reminded to drink water.
3: Just drank <laughs> some, right, as you were talking there.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Honestly, my, Matt's schedule is very similar to my six-year-old's. No doubt. And your schedule, or you're freaking out and not realizing you need to drink water. Do I need to start <laughs> reminding you? I, my 10-year-old, I say, hey, where are you at with your water today? Have you drank a whole bottle yet? I, we need to refill. We're bro, halfway through the day. You need to drink two bottles at least bro, a day. Bro, I drank like you four bottles of water you? yesterday. I, I drank so much water yesterday.
3: I was super hydrated. And then, uh, then I had a couple Coors Lights last night, admittedly. Kind a, a diuretic,
0: long, delicious kind, but diuretic. Yeah, so that,
3: kind of a long day yesterday. So, I had a few Coors lights before bedtime. And then I just uh had a coffee this morning, hadn't drank any water yet. So,
0: you have to drink water every day. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, I figured
3: go. I drank two days worth yesterday. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, yeah, I figured.
3: You it have out.
1: to drink water every day. These are the things you don't expect to have to tell your adult coworkers.
0: <laughs>
1: Mount dew is not water. Yeah, really- see, napping is not that Bad now.
0: I'll give you that. Once
1: we bring Alex into the fold, all of a sudden, all of the things I'm doing just seem minister. <laughs> but it also, it just for. seems
0: objectively hilarious, especially for our <laughs> listeners, that one ha- person has to be reminded to drink their water, and the other person <laughs> spends at least three three weeks, three days a week, uh, with a eat, nap, do radio show schedule. So. It is what it, it is. is. The Adam and you Madison. You both earned your. You both earned your opportunities. It's just funny. Let's see if
1: anybody in the future can text in and be like, "Matt had a nap today." Matt, seems but like, like he's on.
0: when you when you guys win another gold medal, I really want you to lean into your athletic routine. Of like. How does someone become a two-time Olympian? Because that's like, you know, Michael Phelps has got multiple gold medals, and I right. want Matt Hamilton more than anything else in the world now to win a second gold medal because he's a multiple gold medalist. And then it's like, oh, well, what sort of, thi- what sort of routine has this great athlete had? Well, I get up, um, then I, I usually – I wake up at 11.30 a.m. <laughs> I eat some – Oh, no, no, eat no. some brunch, take a nap,
1: and go do my wake radio show. Wake up earlier. I, I go for a rigorous walk with the dogs. <laughs> Rig- rigorous. <laughs> Oh, man. you know, just normal athlete stuff. It fellas. honestly
0: reminds me of the old Saturday Live skit where it's uh, John Belushi and he's talking about how he eats his choco donuts, <laughs> or, or, and he's smoking cigarettes in the commercial about how to be an Olympic athlete. God, I wish that was yeah. my
1: lifestyle—choco uh, donuts uh, it's, and cigs? It's, it's never gonna. It's, it's never gonna top that. Like, yeah, true. it's never gonna top that scene in Kingpin when they walk in oh. and there's all these dudes smoking cigars and eating uh just like way overweight. Yep. The the guys, like, I, it's such an honor to be around such great athletes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. How you get into the show? The Adam
3: and Madison chimes in on the text line. Since everyone cares about the topic, I poop right after I punch into work every day.
0: All right, there
1: Perfect. you go. Tell us your. You might uh, as well, get paid for your ball. Moves. Tell us your routine, hey. and
0: hopefully for everyone out there, you're regular. Boss makes 844-770. the dollar, or I the dime.
3: That's why I poop on company time.
0: Yeah. A- you also you're a human being. Like, wait, why? Like you just go to the bathroom you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, but I could do it before work. Oh, really this is a conscious decision for you? <laughs> yes. Just that's why it was that's why you I cramped like, up, Alex. You shouldn't have held it all morning. At, you don't work at the company's like at the lumber mill. Like you can go like Nobody's tracking your hours, ever. Well, well you know, clearly you are. You're the you one that brought it up. No, I'm tracking you <laughs> messaging while you're on. My point is, you're not that important. Just don't text us when you're on the potty. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I want. It's my phone. Don't text me while I'm on the potty. How about that, buddy?
3: This You knew <laughs> I was there.
0: No, I didn't. I finally... some uh, Ryan was out there. I realized when I went looking for you for show prep, I was like, he's on the bathroom. And then that's when I texted you, and then you came out. So by the time I realized that you were... In Toledo it was <laughs> was that a Toledo, Ohio No, reference? Incognito in Toledo. Yeah. That was my reference uh, I went I got there. it. Yes, yes got yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. So yes, I work with children. Yeah, okay, Toledo. Hey, 844-770-3776. How are you doing, Ryan? How's your nap schedule? My nap schedule? Oh, schedule? it's going fine. Well, you I, shared I, yesterday that you drank the coffee here I, and that I, gets you stinky farts. So. I,
3: I used to drink that much coffee. I, I've cut the coffee out of my life, but we did have Mexican food catered to the no, office yes, today, sure. so it's it hasn't gotten much better in the studio. I will say that.
0: Shout out to Pasquals for the amazing food. I had some tamales. They were great. Margaritas is what uh, they also brought. Hopefully, it's still left over because I would be a, a star at home if I can bring home one of the bottled of margaritas to my wife. She's a big margarita fan, but they are delicious. I had some chips. What did you have? Uh, I had two
3: chicken tacos, which were terrific. A little bit of a margarita. Delicious. I had some chips and guac. Their guac is terrific, man. Oh, Go, yeah. They have a good special Pascuals tonight <laughs> for took their guac. the wrong
1: week not to be at work. You
0: did? Yeah. But there's Ugh. so few weeks you're here. You know What are you going to do about it, you know?
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess it was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> You're out, and
0: uh, Coach Butenholzer was fired, Matt Hamilton. I want to get your thoughts on that. We're going to have you for about two segments today, but because you got to get back to your nap uh, schedule yes. there. We understand. It's very important. You guys are doing it well, is. right? You guys are, so maybe
3: the We're nap two is working.
1: We're 2-2. We get a win in this next game here at 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock your time. Um, we should be Wait, in, you have a
3: game in 50 minutes?
1: Well, I mean, I'm an hour—I'm in mountain time, so— You
3: just said 3 o'clock our time.
1: <laughs> Five o'clock your time. Sorry, not bad. <laughs> wrong wrong way. Wrong direction. Yeah, uh, but I think we win that We're in the playoffs. And uh, the playoffs here means you get paid a little bit. So we're hoping. That we're at this point, we are no longer um in the black or in the red. You know what I mean. So yeah. like, we go to an, a tournament and everything has expenses. Yep. They pay per win at this tournament. Gotcha. Like Eight hundred dollars a win. So we are now.
3: Sixteen hundred dollars.
1: Black, but if we got one more win, we it would put us into like a couple thousand Canadian.
0: So it go. It'd
1: be a good win. Yeah, get some shoes. Well, I'll split four ways, so I might get like a thousand. Get bucks.
0: some laces. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it. yeah. That, and honestly, it's Canadian. That's about all I could afford when I bring it all.
0: <laughs> ah, uh, around the key chimes in says Alex Schroff looks like a homeless Tom Olson. Tom Olson, our market manager. <laughs> okay. Uh, just, I won't make sure.
3: What, what? How do I look
0: homeless? This is at least twice this week. I've seen people give you shots. Uh, Maddie, our social media queen, said you need to step up your, your uh, outfit game too.
3: Ryan Wolersheim is wearing a hat that has ripped at every corner and athletic shorts, and I'm the one getting dissed. They're not athletic shorts; they're golf shorts. These why, are these are.
0: Why oh. you coming at Wolersheim?
3: Because man. people are coming to me. I'm feeling defensive. You so don't you have, have to lash out I'm, on I'm, someone I'm, else. I'm, I'm not even the most homeless-looking person on the panel today.
0: We it could very well probably be Matt who's been napped, probably in his pajamas. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. a walk. Yeah,
1: that's actually. A <laughs> hey, hey, thing.
0: honey, what are you wearing?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm wearing normal clothes, but I am laying in bed, ready oh, to take a nap. <laughs> lovely. My dream
0: is to host the show with Matt Hamilton in his pajamas in his bed. So, uh, check there that off my, check that off of my uh, bucket list. <laughs> so, Matt, I wanted to share this thought with you. So, Bootenholzer fired, and it does seem shocking at first, but. Over the last eight years, there have been three coaches who have won uh, NBA titles. Steve Kerr is the only coach that hasn't been fired. Tyrone Liu in 2016 won an NBA title. Nick uh, Nick Nurse won one in 2019. Frank Vogel in 2020. And then Budenholzer in 2021. They're all fired. Steve Kerr is the only one with the job. So this is not completely out of left field, but what was your reaction when that news finally made its way uh, via horse and buggy out to you in Canada?
1: I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty good that's that is how we get the news up here the town crier Bro, just got are fired. so I can connect and make this call to you guys um, I, I will say I was a little shocked but at the same time I'm not surprised like that playoff they looked flat they did not look anything like the championship bucks that we've got to watch like the energy and intensity and it, it just it almost seemed like they were going through the motions of, like, the regular season still with Miami. And when you get to the playoffs, if you can't count on your coach to get your players mentally ready to play at a high level, like, that's an issue. And Booty did a great job over the years of putting together good regular seasons. He got us the championship, got us consistently the playoffs. But, like, you have the golden ticket in Giannis. You have the best basketball player on the face of the earth. And, like, you can argue me on it, but... You're gonna lose. It's Giannis is the man. I don't care they didn't win MVP this year. It's not Embiid. The best player on the face of the earth is Giannis Tetokempo. And you see Bootenholzer, it feels like he Timeout, time out time out time, out, time out,
3: time out, timeout. Say his, wait, say that his wait, name let's again. Let's give
0: Matt credit because you could tell that was a choice to say the full name. <laughs> well, say his name
1: again. Giannis? Atokempo. That was a is lot that better. Yeah, than you the said first it right time. that time. Oh, I'm I, I'm sorry. I watched it. I, <laughs> well, you're I like, you are it. laying down. It's, it's
0: yeah. I just woke
1: up for a nap. Now, it's hard to know.
0: enunciate when you when you're you know in bed.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like with a guy like Giannis and that golden ticket, there's higher expectations, and that's the same reason we went through a coach with uh, Aaron Rodgers. You had higher expectations. They fired Mike McCarthy. He won you a Super Bowl. Seemed to be going downhill, and I think the Bucks just kind of nipped it in the bud. Waka waka, and uh, didn't let it slip as far as the Packers did with McCarthy.
0: I like this. Matt Hamilton somehow has got high energy with this. Matt, I'm going to ask you something I never thought I'd ask you, Matt. Do you mind snapping a photo of yourself uh, in bed and sharing it with our audience? Oh,
1: <laughs> sure. That's what she said. This thought you Han- never asked. This is relative
0: <laughs> to Hamilton presented by course Light.
2: You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: The best player on the face of the earth is Giannis Antetokounmpo. And at... timeout, 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 timeout.
3: Say his name again,
1: Giannis
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> educator Adam and Madison chimes in. Before I pour myself a drink when I get home, I have to go to the bathroom. It's like my body telling me, "Can we get rid of yesterday's problems before we start today's?" I like that. Uh, that's that's does not surprise it comes from an educator. I like that sort of mindset there. Giannis Stetekumpo.
1: He's is that what, is that The what Best heard, player is on is the I? face of the earth is Giannis Detekupo. <laughs> oh, I totally missed the A, didn't I? <laughs> Yeah, and you added an S? I don't know what happened there. I don't know. I butchered it. That's okay. Matt Hamilton.
0: No one linguist. Uh, Alex <laughs> that's Uh We're live from the Spark Building, and uh, Matt <laughs> Hamilton is in Canada. Yep.
1: <laughs> I, I want to give Stroff some credit here. I'm in here. the city that rhymes with fun, Jim.
3: Saskatchewan.
1: Nope. I am in that province, but that's not a city.
0: It rhymes with fun.
1: Bun? I'm in the town of Regina. (laughs) If you've never heard that phrase before, it's very common up here. Well,
0: that's lovely. I guess if you live in Regina, you have to have something to make it a little more palatable.
1: (laughs) It's the capital of Saskatchewan. This is the the place to be in all of Saskatchewan.
0: So this is an opportunity. (laughs) Can I give you guys a little bit of... uh... Can I give you guys a little bit of insight when I worked at McDonald's when I was uh, in high school? <laughs> sure. And it works, uh, it works for single to miles. So at, at one point at McDonald's, they had, you, know, you could buy chicken fajitas. What? And, yeah, you could buy chicken fajitas at, at McDonald's? McDonald's? Yes. Ew. And we would get bored and internally, just to make other people cringe and make ourselves laugh, and my wife hates this term whenever I use it, we would call them chicken fajitas.
1: Vaginas. Oh yeah, everybody's called them that. Yeah,
0: she had never heard that before. I've heard that, but that was like our sixteen-year-old crack each other up and make the adults uncomfortable. So whether it's where are you, Regina, Regina, or vaginas, we are linguists on the show.
1: I know what I'm getting for dinner tonight. (laughs) I'm Get the finest vaginas in Regina.
3: (laughs) You guys are walking a line right now dancing it.
1: Uh, yeah. I am much I'm focusing much more on pronunciation than I was when I was saying Giannis's last name. Thank game. God.
0: So, <laughs> Alex Strofe, I'm going to give you some credit. The other wow. day, yep. I I'm trying to, you know, I got my water bottle here full, you know, my Carbon World Health water bottle. Yeah, uh, you can get one of these yourself over at Carbon World Health. They got uh, some cool uh shorts and some hoodies and some other gear over there. I got the water bottle. So, I've been drinking a lot of water and the other day I was Cut a little close getting to the office. I forgot I, I was coming from a meeting, I'm like, I'll just go to the office. So I was like, I gotta it's getting tight. I'm gotta use the restroom. Go number you, you, one. You hear Matt laughing because you always cut it tight literally every day except today. No, I'm not trying to get on time for the show, Mr. <laughs> Tough Guy. I mean like I want I didn't want to accidentally have an accident. Like I, I was very oh, elevator style. Right, oh, that's my point. So Alex Strofe has shared that he gets triggered in a in a, no, in, a in an elevator and will <laughs> sometimes <laughs> pee his pants. No, I, I done it once. <laughs> it happened one time. Yeah. Sometimes one time I don't I don't but I live on the second floor now, so I don't take the elevator anymore. So, anyways, I was hurrying in. There's bathrooms on the first floor and I just made the executive decision. I don't want to pull a Strophe and pee my pants. Uh, so, oh, uh, you're such a poser. I, you dodged, have taken the elevator. I dodged the elevator and said, "I'm just going to use the first floor bathroom." You're such a just loser. to avoid it. Just if there yeah, is any I, credence to it, no we're using to <laughs> risk it. Not exactly. worth the biscuit.
1: Remind me never to go sightseeing with Alex because I'm pretty sure if we go to like Chicago and head up the Willis Tower, it would oh, be a he's disaster. Yeah. Bathroom right up down there.
3: is on the yeah, way up though. It's a long floors. ride. No, but those elevators are, are so quick, dude. My my dad and stepmom got married on the 92nd floor of the John Hancock Building in in Chicago. That elevator ride was like 12 seconds. It was unbelievable. Nice. Th- those elevators are so quick. I think Unlike put the one that I peed pressure my pants on your in.
1: tiny little baby How or-
0: long was the one that you peed your
3: pants in? I went in. up to the fifth floor. Is this floor. your new
0: story? That like, the elevator was too long? Well, it's a slow elevator for sure. How yeah. slow would it be that you'd pee your pants? It was
3: five floors. I don't know. It felt like it was minutes. It was probably only a few seconds, but it felt like <laughs> minutes. Like <laughs> 12 <laughs> seconds? I, I knew it was going to happen.
0: Can I ask, was there a restroom on the first floor? Like sometimes apartment complexes have no, like an open they, area. You no, know,
3: that building does not. Uh, the former building of, that my girlfriend lived in uh, does not have.
1: It was probably the public, elevation public
3: change. Public It had to be, no doubt. <laughs> well, uh, my my bladder went up to but the then, floor. Then but then you the would have a problem.
0: You would have a problem in Chicago then. If you yes. shot
1: up quickly, your bladder would be yeah, God yeah, knows where.
0: <laughs> well, I'll just pee beforehand. You
3: know. So I'm
1: saying gravity on that little hamster bladder would be bad for strokes. How do you know I have a small bladder? I mean you do take a Most of the time you're in the restaurant.
0: Be honest, if you I feel like you're in the bath about 35% of the time here. No, oh, that's, that's not accurate, thanks Tark. <laughs> Matt, you're only with us for a few segments and we're just we are really trying to win ourselves some sort of broadcaster association award. That is for sure because this is high <laughs> quality stuff and it's what we care about here. And Matt, <laughs> yes. We got your uh bucks stuff. Uh we got your bucks takes. We got those fiery takes there on uh, on who? Yes, Yeah. And Bud. <laughs> well, what's Gian-
3: what's Giannis' last name?
1: The Greek freak is <laughs> Giannis Stetkempo. I'm just gonna not do it anymore. <laughs> That's Giannis probably Stets- better. the
0: uh, What do you? Well, who do you want to coach the Bucks? One question I got for you before we let you go.
1: I think I think Nick Nurse would be good. I don't really know a ton. Is that because you're in a Canada? Guy than a coach's guy. They're gonna I'm swap. Play.
0: Bud's gonna go coach for the Raptors. The coach swap thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just. I don't Freaky. know. I've, I've, again, I don't know a ton about the coaches. More of a player's guy. But I, I've heard a lot of good things about Nickner, <laughs> yeah, Mr. So Big player's one. guy, Mr. Mr. Embiid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh,
0: last thing I got for you related to the Bucs is, Ryan, can you fire up the, the, the audio like about uh, Windhorst on why Lazri sold? His shares in Milwaukee because this was I think interesting for our fans and for Matt Hamilton who I know is wired into the NBA but he had been napping so might not have heard this audio yet
3: one of the most important things in the NBA happened when the owner of the bucks Mark Lazzari, sold in the end in the middle of his season so why did he do it because of the thundercloud that is on the horizon <laughs> we are now hearing the first th- the, the first running. are you saying what I Think? Yes, yes he sir. is. Why? Yes, he why is. Yeah, you know, why would he sell? He sold number one because he got 3.2 billion valuation. Yes. He bought for 700, sold for 3.2. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good reason. He also sold because he knew that there was problems coming. It wasn't because of anything that the Bucks did or any mistake. When a team like this in a mid-market competes for five or six years, there becomes pressure. Giannis has a contract extension this offseason. Now he's under contract for two more years. But if he doesn't sign that extension. Orange light. We got problems.
0: Pressure. Pressure. Matt, what are your thoughts on that? The pressure is on the Milwaukee Bucks. If they screw this up, there's a decent shot. I think more than 50-50, if they screw this up, that Giannis is gone uh, when his contract comes up after the next two seasons.
1: What do you mean? Screw this up? Like, what exactly
0: well, is new this? coach and probably some roster stuff here? Like, if the Bucks got are you, not competing yeah. for a title, which means you probably got to make an NBA Finals uh, with with Giannis at least. I think Giannis could be out the probably door. Eastern Conference Finals. I,
1: you're competing for finals if you're making it to the Eastern Conference.
0: I know, but Giannis is 28. It's gonna at the, at the end of that deal, or near th- actually, he'll be near 30 at the end of that deal. He'll have big time offers out there, and at that point. At some point, players will move on. He would have been here 12 years or something like that. So I, the feeling around the league is that this next contract, if the Bucs aren't legitimate, true contenders for an NBA title, Giannis could be on his way out. Now, the Bucs can fix it. So my question is, I mean, this is incredibly pressure-filled for the, for the Bucs here. Do you think they can get it done?
1: Oh, uh, now. Because Middleton's contract
0: is, is getting kind of weird. He's got a player option. He's old. He's got injury issues. Drew Holiday's got two years left, and his uh, he's talked openly about maybe wanting to retire after his two uh, years of contract comes up. That would put him at 34 years old. So This roster's now getting a little old around Giannis, and a little bit uh, less and less you can do with it. So this could be an offseason where you could see a guy like Middleton move to try to reset the roster while staying competitive.
1: Right. I mean, uh, the, the thing that scares me is Wisconsin sports teams don't tend to reshuffle very well. Like this is the Badgers are the first time that I've really been like, wow, look at this. Look at these guys successfully attempting a reshuffle. Um, and that will remain to be seen until they start to play football. Right. Uh, but with the Bucks, uh it's hard because you have a team that's won. You have a team that was the, had the best record in basketball last season going into the playoffs. Yeah, they're getting old, but you still like you obviously have confidence in them. But you know that something needs to happen because I can't see them getting better with the players they have. Like you need to bring in some more pieces to get better because I don't think anybody of those starting three outside of Giannis. Like I, I don't think Drew Holiday or Middleton are continuing to elevate their game. I think they've hit their peak and are kind of maybe riding on it or starting to the, the descent. Um, and, and that's just me. So. I think they do need to do something around it, but if they if they don't can remain competitive or at least don't bring a like a locker room mentality that Giannis really vibes with. Like if there was if they were say they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and lose, but everybody in the locker room was hungry. It was a clo- like there were it was a close series and it just didn't work out. Like I think that would be enough to keep Giannis staying, but I think the culture. Needs to be exactly what Giannis is looking for, or we need to make a finals to, to to prove to him that he's it's like worth staying. But Giannis also seems like the kind of guy who doesn't isn't necessarily going to choose money over anything else. So I think if he likes the culture, gets a fair offer from the Bucks, and and we're able to remain competitive, I think he would stay because I think he does genuinely like Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. But it's there's a lot of you know, who knows? There's a lot of speculation there. He might want to do what uh like LeBron did and want to play in LA. It's like one of the most highly regarded uh franchises you can play for in basketball. He's so already like,
0: talked about how playing for the Bulls in the city of Chicago would be something special. He's been Or, or, or the that.
1: Bulls. Or yeah. the Bulls, exactly. Like one hundred percent. So like I, I I don't know for certain, but Giannis seems like a kind of guy who's probably in it for more than just money i think he's in it for legacy i think he's in it for keeping his family and himself comfortable and happy and and, 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 in a safe situation and i think uh, i think milwaukee checks a lot of those boxes for him but he wants to win more championships and if they can't help him check that box which is the biggest box then he's probably gonna move on
0: and matt before you go uh, why don't you, one more time, from Canada, maybe uh, Aaron will be able to hear you. Professor love for Aaron Rodgers, the new reinvigorated, reinvented Aaron Rodgers out with the Jets, who's best friends with all the young teammates, man about town, Mr. Smiles, Mr. I'm at voluntary uh, workouts because they're incredibly important for team bonding.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is just goes to show that Aaron Rodgers is one champion of petty. Uh, the Packers ticked him off, and it, it didn't really seem like he was that different. But if this is Aaron Rodgers at 100%, we were getting Aaron Rodgers' attitude at like 50%, maybe. And I think a lot of it has to do with the organization. He's got – there's no nothing – To create friction with the Jets right now, so he is just living his best life. He's off with Sauce Gardner, watching Knicks games. Sauce is tweeting how it was one of the best nights he's had in a long time. To Aaron Rodgers, like sounds like he is living his best life right now. So like whatever, enjoy enjoy your time in New York, Aaron don't get hurt and keep playing football so we can get a first-round draft pick out of you.
0: I feel Nick Foles coming to the Green Bay Packers. He was just released by the Colts.
1: That's great because it's not Mitch Trubisky, and that's who you've been saying. I just don't want you to speak that into existence. It'll happen.
0: That'll be coming. Uh, But... Uh, I, I love all those takes there, Matt, but I know one thing you love more than Aaron Rodgers, and it is green, uh, and it is your yard. And look, even though you're in Canada, you know you got the, the crew over at Olson Toon to make sure your yard uh, and anything you're trying to do out there, landscaping needs, is taken care of by that uh, great local company.
1: That's right, Olson Toon. They've been around since 1997, but they have over 50 years of experience in their design team and outdoor uh, design team. Over at Olson Tune, that is why they are one of Southern Wisconsin's best outdoor living landscape and designers. Uh, I had them out of my place. I've got—I'm just behind. Like I've got uh,
0: trees growing in places. You got a lot they of naps to take. Olson Tune's got you covered, you know.
1: Exactly. I got naps to take, but there's just way too much work for this for or for this guy when I got naps and championships to compete for that I can't get to. So I count on Olson Tune to make sure my yard. Is looking tip top. So I've got one of the nicest uh, front yards and landscaping setups on the block. You can too. You can go to OlsonToon.com to start your next outdoor living project today. That's com. Thanks, Maddie. Uh, good luck. And that's Crush, a cool as well. Have a good nap. See you guys. <laughs> what did you say?
3: Have a good map, I think, instead of nap. I meant to say nap, but his name's Matt, so it screwed me up. I
1: thought
0: you tried to say match, You <laughs> said
1: Matt. Nah, I thought he was nice. going to say Matts too, but no. nap. Giannis Stetestompo.
2: Get out of here. <laughs> All right, Matt. Good luck. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. What
1: it's Giannis And he... time out. Time out. Is Giannis Destefanpo?
2: supposed
0: to love somebody else night night Matt Hamilton back to nappy time for him thanks for he gives a whole two segments this week we'll take it two segments this week hey better than zero yes that's right and you can see at Jim and Matt the uh, photo of Alex Strofe and his restroom selfie because that's where he likes to do his show prep. I'm not. And, I'm not happy you made me post that. I'm going to be honest with you. And uh, Matt Hamilton in sleepy time selfie. I'm a team player. He, Matt's a bigger team player. He took one of his like in bed. Yeah, you wanted me to take a selfie on the toilet original. Now and I had to talk you down. Now full credit. Alex G was the one who had the idea, and I liked it. This wasn't just me. Like he's like, hey, you should have Alex. Do it on in the bathroom because we talked about you show prepping in the bathroom and Matt Hamilton doing the show in his bed. You know when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yes, and
3: I, I wish you just subscribed to that theory.
0: I do. You're the it, one who says it, you're it, holding it, it, to go to you, the no, bathroom no, 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 at work.
3: No, 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 no. Well, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? Because uh, when but, you gotta go, you gotta go. Absolutely. Well, no, I, I, okay. You want to go TMI? Let's go TMI. I poop like four times a day. I poop a lot. I poop right when I wake up before my shower. He and then I poop when I get to work at eleven thirty. Hey now. And then I poop after the show typically. Hey now. And then I poop before I go to bed. Hey now. Like four times a day minimum. Hey now. <laughs> cool. You're the one that brought it up, and I don't Did like you have this a point. But know, well, my point is that you're acting all high and mighty because I sent you a text message on the pooper. Like who cares? I do. I'm not Literally. having a face-to-face conversation. I'm not, I'm not making you come in the bathroom. I'm not opening the stall door. I'm not swinging it open and staring you in the eyes as I'm producing poo in the, in the toilet beneath me. I'm I not saying, stare at me while I do this. I'm just suiting you a text message.
0: Uh, the Adam Madison Chimes in. Nobody can ever tell Strofe again that he's full of crap. Facts. And uh, it's the arrogance, Strofe. I don't need your text messages. Arrogance? You're on the potty. Just let it be. I yeah, need, but I you, need you, need would, you from wouldn't from you. know that if I was at home. I don't need to hear from you. You, you don't need to know that. I don't need to hear. I, you're the I one that went all investigative reporter and connected the dots. Exact, if, if that's investigative reporter. I literally you weren't anywhere. And then you're texting left and right. You're more responsible when you're on the toilet than you are in regular life. Exactly. That's why are good. you complaining? Because your thoughts aren't that important. I'm in my happy space. Please keep me out of your. My thoughts uh, aren't that important. Please I, keep. I, I beg to differ. My text messages out your hands when you're on the bathroom. Please.
3: No, I'm going to do whatever I want with my phone. Uh, thank you.
0: Gross. You're welcome, Kathy. Ryan, where, where do you fall on this?
3: Uh, I mean, I don't see a big problem with texting from the bathroom. Thank I do it you. a lot, to be honest. I don't, I mean, it's it's not like calling. Calling is weird when you're actually talking to a person in a mid-conversation. Like, that's a lot different to me, especially if you do it in a public bathroom, then it's weird.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, I think, a given.
3: Wait, what's weird? Calling somebody, like, talking on the phone in a public bathroom. I've, oh, I've yeah, I agree bathrooms with that. like that. I agree that's, with that. Yeah, no doubt. Um... Yeah, Jim, Jim has the tendency, and he does, obviously does not know this and do it on purpose, but I've talked about this before. Jim almost exclusively calls me when well, I'm, I know when I'm getting out of the shower. <laughs> like oh, I'm almost was... always in a towel when Jim calls me. I typically do, don't answer, but uh, yeah, you, you, you're very good at figuring out, because I don't shower at the same time every day. Some <laughs> days, like today I showered at like 7.30. I got it very early today for my standards. But some days I shower at like 10 or 10.30. Uh, and Jim almost exclusively always calls me when I'm getting out of the shower. It's very strange. It feels like he's watching me. He knows my bathroom habits too well.
0: Your guys' chemistry is just off the charts. Yeah, uh, exactly. Matt tells me the same thing. I got a sixth sense, apparently. You guys, if you guys are calling me or texting me and I am in the master bathroom area, it, it's, it's a dead zone. I mean, I might be on my phone. I'm not taking your call. I'm not taking your call if I'm brushing my teeth or getting dressed or if I'm using the restroom. I am taking your call when I'm ready for business and that's dressed. And not, my my belt is buckled, my pants are up, my shirt is on, and I'm having a conversation. Text or not text. All right. I'm a man! I'm,
3: I'm done talking I'm about poop. It's been enough poop talk for the day. Thank
0: God you're just not like Aaron Rodgers and you <laughs> yeah, got FaceTime th- uh, Well, thank, you, thank God nothing
3: happened in sports in the last 24 hours, you know. No coaches got fired or anything.
0: Oh yeah, because uh, <laughs> NBA talk is huge here in Madison. <laughs> Uh people only care about the the uh the Bucks window of uh, people caring about him ended when Giannis uh and the Bucks lost. Well it probably ended when Giannis got hurt. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Yeah. I'll say this, um, and then we'll uh, come back and talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Who's the like does do the Warriors have an assistant coach? Because Well it was Mike Brown, but now he's in Sacramento. Absolutely. Thanks. Yes, we knew that. And then uh the other one would be the Heat. Like if I was going to try and find an assistant. I'd want to pull someone off the Heat or the Warriors, but the guy that I would want would be someone like Mike Brown, who had coached before, but uh, maybe just didn't work the first time, but knows how to be a head coach. I feel uncomfortable with the tight window the Bucks have to win with Giannis to go with someone who isn't a proven winner. Look, I, I, I think the Bucks need somebody very, very particular. I'll tell you who I think it is after the break. This is Rutledge and
2: Hamilton presented by Coors Light.
3: I think you look not just at coaches who are available in the marketplace, but Milwaukee's in a position where maybe they can wait on some coaches who are technically not available. See how these playoffs play out. Is there a coach or two who either becomes free with the team they're at or there's a conversation to be had with a team about a potential coach? I'm about to get
2: into my feelings. How you feeling? How you feel right now?
0: That uh, was Adrian Wojnarowski on the pregame show of the uh, – game between the Warriors and the Lakers last night well the, out in
3: that game by the way
0: yeah I mean the Warriors are a master class in, in what basketball should be and I'm going to be honest full disclosure if you say you like basketball but then don't say you like watching the Warriors or don't at least acknowledge that the Warriors the way they play basketball is the best way to play it then you're just not a fan of it don't tell me I don't like the NBA No, what the Warriors do is what basketball is exactly what it's supposed to be Uh, A beautiful mix of shot-making, passing, teamwork, defense, and Jaymon Green is a major part of that, obviously. Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. But all three of those, along with Steve Kerr, create the culture that every sports fan should love, create the teamwork culture that every sports fan should love, and then you see it in their ability to move the ball all over the court, absorb different personalities, and basically shuffle in everyone around them and uh, continue to win. We posted this question yesterday in Rutledge and Hamilton in our Iron Jack poll question today. It's at Jim and Matt. We're going to put it at ESPN Madison as well. Who do you want as the new Bucks coach? Nick Nurse coming in in the lead at 43%. Becky Hammond uh, coming in at 35%, a championship coach from the WNBA. Mike D'Antoni coming in at 15%. A- That's higher than I figured. Uh, he's going to be a, it's a Hall oh, of, of Fame course, basketball of course, coach. But. And then Charles Lee, who might not have the name recognition, he is a Bucks assistant, who yep. will likely have an NBA job this year at roughly 7%. Yeah, so I'll go with this, Jimmy. I will tell you who I think the no-brainer option is.
3: For the Bucks, They need somebody that fits these three categories, right? New energy. So I think that wipes away a guy like D'Antoni, right? A guy that's been here, been at multiple jobs, a-, a guy that has done it, and done it at a high level by all means, but they need somebody fresh. They need some freshness to this job. But they also need somebody with a track record of winning, whether that be as an assistant, whether that be as a head coach, just somebody that's a born winner. And then somebody that's hungry for the opportunity, right? And that can kind of be left unsaid, right? Because I'm sure a guy like Nick Nurse, who won a title in Toronto and was fired this year, is hungry for an opportunity, especially with a team that has championship expectations. But you can consider this my official endorsement for the hiring of Becky Hammond, who, of course, spent a long time in San Antonio as an assistant under Greg Popovich. Then last year goes, becomes a head coach for the first time of the Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA. And wins a title in her first year as the coach. She brings new energy to the Aces. She she reinvigorates and re-energizes that city in the WNBA. Brings Asia Wilson's game to a whole nother level. She was a dog in the WNBA playoffs last year. And Becky Hammond, I mean, I just think she's won everywhere she's been. And she has been passed over so many times. She was interviewed by the Bucks when they hired Mike Budenholzer five years ago after the firing of Jason Kidd. She was interviewed in 2020 by the Indiana Pacers when they hired Rick Carlisle instead. She's been passed over for many opportunities in the NBA. I think it's her time to shine in Milwaukee. I want the Bucks to hire Becky Hammond. She's won
0: everywhere she's been, Jimmy. I think it's a no-brainer. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Who should the Bucks hire as their new head coach? I don't hate Becky Hammond. The only thing I have concern with her is that it's still the WNBA she won the title in, and the safest pick is to pick someone who's won a title in the NBA because you know where all the bodies are buried. You know what it takes to get that title. You know what it takes to reach the mountain top. as an assistant, though. I, but as a head coach, because I don't want Charles Lee. I don't want Sam Cassell. I don't want any of these other players who have won NBA titles as players or as assistant coaches. I ideally want a head coach who has won an NBA title as a head coach. But I take I, that back, by the way. She joined the Spurs the year after they beat LeBron in the Heat. She's still a championship-level coach. No doubt. And, and I, I would take her over an assistant. But if I had my complete number one choice, I want someone who's won some rings before. 844-770-3776. Who do you want to coach the Bucks going forward? I'm going to throw out some names to you. Let's play a little bit of Tinder time, Ryan Wolersheim, and I'll talk really slow and tell everyone about uh, winning and being a winner at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison this uh, last month in April. Over $11 million in jackpots. Go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. They got a, a big fun uh, prize coming up. Uh, you can learn more at ho Madison.com at the end of May, but look, just go there. Go be a winner. It's supposed to rain this weekend. Pop in, win some cash, and have some money for your week. You treat yourself. Uh, go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Let's play a little Tinder time, Alex, with
2: these coaches. If you like it, swipe right. If you dislike it, swipe left. It's Tinder time.
0: All right, Alex, I'm going to give you a name. You tell me if you like it or don't like it as a new head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. Sam Cassell. (laughs) Lead assistant. Lead assistant. He's on this list here. Lead assistant with the 76ers, a former Milwaukee Bucks player. Of course. A hot prospect as a coach. He will be a coach in the NBA very soon.
3: Yeah, I laugh because I'd love it. I I, I think that would be a great move. Uh, Again, Becky Hammond's my number one, but Sam Cassell would make my Mount Rushmore of of
0: candidates. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on that. Terry Stotts, who in Portland had one of the best offenses in the league and helped turn Dame Lillard into one of the best players in the league. And the only team he really had a tough time slowing down was Golden State.
3: Yeah, again, this goes back to my three layers of, of what I look for, right? Somebody that's new, fresh energy. I don't think he fits that. Somebody that'd be really hungry for an NBA opportunity. I'm sure he'd enjoy the opportunity. Everybody would, right? You'd be crazy not to be excited about being a head coach. But I, I, I think you could do better than Stotts.
0: Former Memphis coach Dave Yeager. I don't know enough about Dave. I, I'm going to say no. Uh, he was in Sacramento for a long time as well.
3: Well, that, that didn't work out very. But well a for very him,
0: deep. Well, that team had trash for players. I know, and uh, he is viewed as a, a pretty decently thought of head coach there. The next one would be Frank Vogel. Not a chance. I'm I agree. Interested. He's he's been
3: he's how many different teams has he been a head coach for? It's been all over just the place. Two. I feel like is
0: it just two? Pacers and Lakers. Oh, I thought it was more than that.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, he was great in Indiana because that was the Danny Granger and Paul George era, and then obviously won the bubble title. Do you, does that title count
0: uh, in your eyes? Yes. The only honestly, the only issue I have it is because I was one Miami Heat. They're a team that expended ridiculous amount of energy during the regular season and usually worn out by the postseason. And then because of the COVID pause, they were able to get re-energized. So that kind of threw it off, yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks with the crazy, horrific social unrest in the Milwaukee area that they were dealing with uh, during that window, and then you had the Lakers, an old team, Anthony Davis uh, can't make it through a season LeBron James, old even then, they got to the refresh physically too, so I'm not going to put an asterisk on it, but the the rest was a major factor.
3: No, I, I totally agree with you, but yeah, I'm not going to put an asterisk on it either nonetheless, no, I, again, I want new energy, I want somebody that maybe has only been a head coach for a couple of years, or, or hasn't been a head coach, I just think you need something new. Because, look, being a head coach, obviously you need to set the tone. But the Bucs are in a unique position right now. The head coach doesn't set the tone. You think Bud was setting the tone for this team? No. You have the best player in the world, as Matt Hamilton called him. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo. He sets the tone for this team. I think it's the
0: perfect spot for a brilliant
3: mind that maybe hasn't been a head coach before.
0: And then you have, I don't want a non-head coach before. The next one, Becky Hammond, you mentioned before. Yeah, Mark, totally, Jan- yes. Mark Jackson.
3: Ooh! Is he What's he up to these days? Is he coaching or is he working for ESPN? Working for ESPN. Okay. I think he was on the game
0: last night. Maybe, think, maybe not. I yeah. didn't have the volume on the okay.
3: game last night, so he may not have been. Or may have been, rather. Uh,
0: you know? What were you doing? Uh, I was listening to music. All
3: right. Had had the had the record player going last night.
0: Oh, God. All right. Little,
3: little Red Hot Jelly Peppers? Foo Fighters? All righty. Anyway. Um, yeah, why not? That'd be kind of fun. I like Mark Jackson. He doesn't fit any of the things I've said, but I've always liked Mark Jackson. So, why not? I don't want any part of Mark Jackson. Kenny Atkinson. If everybody else declines the job, sure, but I agree. Uh, Kenny Atkinson, again,
0: I, Yeah, I, again, it wouldn't be my first option, but I wouldn't be against it. He was only fired by the Nets. and didn't want to, but Kyrie and Kevin Durant wanted right. a big, bigger name in there. Yeah. Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, I don't think so.
3: No. I don't think so. I mean, again, all these names that you're listing, I, I wouldn't be pissed, right? I-, I don't think you can throw, you know, I, w- I wouldn't go down and pick it in front of Pfizer Forum, but it just wouldn't be that exciting to me. Nick Nurse would be exciting. Becky Hammond would be exciting. I think Sam Cassell would be exciting. But I, you know, that's just like okay, you check the box. That's that's what that would feel like to me. Do you disagree? It just feels like checking a box with some of these guys. Mark well, Jansen
0: falls into that category, too. D'Antoni is a a Hall of Fame coach. I'm not disagreeing with that. So, team. like, that one's more than checking a box. But I would rather, if they hired Sam Cassell and D'Antoni was the assistant coach, he was an assistant in Brooklyn for a year, yep. uh, I would be good with that. Steve Nash? We did the Jason Kidd experiment. I don't want to do Oh, Jason again. Kidd is a, just a trash all the way around. That's not Steve Nash. Well, no. I, I mean, Steve
3: Nash is really the player that got me into the NBA when he won those back-to-back MVPs. I did like a second-grade book report on him. That'll make you feel old. I'm sorry. But That's right. Um, I love Steve Nash.
0: But uh, now I don't, I don't know. Is he, did he get fired? Yeah, kind of pushed out again by yeah. Durant and Kyrie. And then they got pushed out. All right. What about Doc Rivers? Yeah, we were talking about this one today in the office. we'll get to why we're talking about Doc Rivers on the other side. But Doc Rivers. So he's in Philly. He's still in the
3: playoffs right now. I just think he's been, and you will make the argument here in a second about what he did in Boston, but I think he's underperformed everywhere he's been.
0: I think you, won underestimate how hard, and he hasn't done it since, it is hard to get a bunch of, Different personalities to all gel together. Totally, like people do that all the time to Phil Jackson. Like anyone can do it. There is a long list of teams that have failed. With the Brooklyn Nets being the latest, Steve Nash, yeah, the, 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 the uh, uh, Clippers. Bef- you know, after him, the man has won uh, over one thousand NBA games. Has a winning percentage uh, darn near sixty percent as a coach. Has won two hundred and ten NBA playoff games as well. Wow! Multiple coaches of the year. Awards and And of course, there's a local tie, right? He played at Marquette, right? But forget even that. I mean, the guy it's easy just to write it off, but it's not easy to his last losing season was in 2006 with Boston. They won 24 games, and then the next year, they won the title. And he's been a head coach consistently for the last 17 years, I think that adds up to Essentially, it. yeah, since 1999. He won in Orlando. He took a ragtag Orlando team and made them a trash team and made them a winner. Uh, then he went to Boston and went through the rebuild there, got them a title, and then an Eastern Confe- and then to an NBA Finals as well where they lost to the Lakers. So they got to the NBA Finals twice with that team and won it once. And then uh, the Clippers team, they didn't go as long deep into the playoffs as you wanted them to, but they were consistently winning 50-plus games. Uh, in Los Angeles, but he was butting up against Again, the West was the West. It was very hard. It was still, the West by all means to get through right? the West. San Antonio and, and, then in and Philly,
3: and, and that I was mean, the beginning of Golden State. He's
0: averaging fifty-two wins a year in Philly, and Joel, uh, Joel Embiid has had injury things that have knocked down their times in Philly. And for James sure. Harden is a very inconsistent player, but he hasn't been back
3: to a conference finals, and that's what concerns me, right? Like right. that—that's been the—that's been the bar for the Bucks. Get to the conference finals game at least, and obviously the last two years they haven't been able to do that. They had an incredibly tough matchup in the second round last year with Boston that went seven, and then this year they just fell flat on their face. It was—it was an abject failure right so I, I i don't know doc rivers is a real middle ground that would be if we're if we're doing this in true tinder terms right we're playing yeah. tinder time that
0: would be the one where I go, okay we're gonna take a break for a while i gotta think about this one this is what should hamilton percent of my career like